Welcome to the Dripping in Black podcast, where we celebrate Black excellence throughout the Black diaspora. Here's your host, David V. Lewis. What's up, good people all across the world? This is the Dripping in Black podcast. I am your host, David V. Lewis. And per usual, we have another fantastic guest who represents Black excellence across the Black diaspora. Today's guest is Brian Walker. Brian, say hello to the world. Hello, everybody. Hello, Dripping in Black family. All right. So Brian has a unique uh, thing that he does, and we can't wait to uh, share his story. But we always begin by introducing our guests to our audience. We ask them the simple but not so simple question of who are they? So who is Brian Walker? So it's a great question to ask and easy to answer for me. Um, first thing I always throw out there is I'm a dad, which I love being. Uh, I'm, I'm um, enjoying fatherhood. It's just been something that to me comes naturally and something that excites me in itself. I'm a husband. I love that too. Uh, and I love the challenge of both. So um I, I like um, being successful in both of those worlds and everything else to me revolves around that. So uh, the other things that I do contribute to the man that I am and, you know, and, and ultimately uh, the right man for me is being a strong father and strong husband. Okay. How many children do you have? Hmm, I have three beautiful children at home. I, I have my two sons and my daughter. Um, my daughter is 12 year old. Oh, excuse me. She just turned 13. Her birthday was yesterday. Uh, <laughs> wow. She'd be upset if she saw this wrong. Uh, my my eight-year-old son and my five-year-old son. So it's extremely exciting for me. Okay. And where were you born and raised, uh, Brian? Salinas, California. So Salinas, for those who don't know, California is out by Monterey. Monterey is a smaller town with more popularity, and but Salinas is a town right outside of it. So. Okay. And where are you currently located? I am in beautiful Oakland, California, a town business for those who are following along um, and excited to be out here. My wife is born and raised from Oakland, so um, um, chased her down, followed her right to uh, the 510. Yeah. And so this is a, a good example of how Dripping in Black is expanding, because how did uh, how did we come to contact one another? I'm not I'm not even sure how, how that came about. So we connected a couple of ways. One, I, I, um, I'm always searching for podcasts. I'm a big podcast fan. So I had listened to Dripping Black podcast and um, through the early stages of our company started to try to make a connection. And then um, I think we connected finally um, by accident in a clubhouse room. That mm-hmm. uh, was when we finally actually connected. And I said, hey, oh, hey, you know, and you were saying, oh, I'm <laughs> interested in what you're doing. So I'm interested in what you do, you know, and so that's how we uh Finally, I uh, made the full bond, but uh, I had already been a little bit aware of Dripping in Black. So, yeah, okay, yeah. So you uh, connected then with my, my producer, uh, Sean mm-hmm. Smith. He does yeah, the club, right. uh, clubhouse uh, things, and and we got you on. All right, and so the interesting thing that you're doing is called the HBCU Prep School. Let's talk about that. What is the HBCU Prep School? Yeah, so HBCU Prep School is a publishing company started by me and my wife. I am the co-founder and she's the other co-founder. So it's something that we did together. Um, It all started from the idea that we don't see enough imagery for our children. 
Um, when I say our children, I literally mean all of our children. Um, our Black children do not see enough of themselves in successful roles. I mean, very similar to what you do in Dripping and Black, um, we think it's important that we're portraying people the way that we really are, you know? <laughs> and a lot yeah. of people make it seem like you're a unicorn when you're doing something successful when that's not true. There's a lot of Black people um, that are doing um, great things, the right thing, powerful things that are making a huge impact on the world, you know? So not to be minimized to small cities, we're doing things that are impacting the entire world. And we wanted to make sure we showed that. And so the first step of that was my wife saying that um, we have these great institutions that, that are statistically um, successful, you know, with historically black colleges, universities. So the first book um, was the ABCs of HBCUs, which is all about historically black okay. colleges, universities, battle of the bands, um, all the divine nine, the black Greek fraternities and sorority organizations. Wow. Okay. All right. And so the HBCU prep school is a, a publishing company. That is correct. And, and um, right. so we took that idea and kind of uh, ran with it with some other ideas that match right along with it. Okay. How many uh, books have you published to date? So we just finished the full series for the ABCs, HBCUs. That means that we have a book um, that goes along with it. We have a coloring book that accompanies it. Uh, we also have two activity books, one for elementary age, one for middle school age. Um, and one of the things that people ask me all the time is, well, what, what age group is your book geared towards? And we originally thought it was, you know, K through four, K through five, you know, kindergarten to fifth grade, you know, uh, obviously some parents want to read the early readers, but we had people telling us, no, no, this book's great for high school because two reasons. One, because it, it's set up in a very high level way. Um, it used a, a method called a quatrain poetry method, um, which is, it, it's just a special way of doing poetry. Um, which makes it very popular. But on the other side of it, there's not a lot of media about historical Black college universities that pops off the page like ours yeah. does. So there are schools going, wait, yeah. create more, do more kind of thing too. So um, that so that was our first series. Um, so we have the two activity books, coloring book um, and the standard book. And then our new book that's going to be coming out in a matter of weeks is the ABCs of Black Wall Street, which will talk about the greatness of what happened in Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, we focused on that one. We know there were more Black Wall Streets out there, but we focused on that one. We didn't talk about the tragedy because this is geared towards children, but we talked about all the greatness of um, what was going on in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah, we have an area here that was known as Black Bottom and Paradise Valley here uh, in uh, Detroit yeah. that falls along in the same line. So, uh, yeah, feel free to plug us as well. Yeah, uh, this is great, man. So I I'm curious, uh, you know, you you have this this mission now what what drove you to this particular mission right this is a a nuanced mission to publish books with black representation so what was the driving factor to get you to actually carry out this mission so my wife's been working on the idea of the abc's hbcus for a couple of years um so when she finished it it was prior to covid um, and we had talked and um, immediately publishing companies were um, jumping at the opportunity to get their hands on it. And um, as we took a closer look at it, um, and not that that's not the right route for everybody to go, but when we looked at it, we decided it wasn't the route we wanted to go. There was a lot of restrictions, a lot of control we had to give away. Um, and my wife's mm. biggest concern was when would it come out? How long would it take the delays and things like that? Yeah. So we made the connections to publish it ourselves. So we went out, we're self-published. Um, got them printed, um, went through a lot of stages of editing and, um, you know, um, finding the right illustrators, things like that, too. And 
putting out a product that we're very proud of. Um, and we've only heard positive things about um, the output moving on there. Now, there's definitely some rivalries when you start getting into HBCUs, uh, things like yeah. the real HU and so on. But uh, <laughs> we try to stay neutral on those those discussions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so you all have this uh, this this niche that you created and is is driven um, to bring black representation to a wider audience in a better light, if you will. Exactly. And, you know, I, I'm just thinking about, I'm always, I guess I'm always marveling at how you take an idea and then actually put it into to work, you know? So if somebody's watching this, how does one have the idea to start a publishing company? And then, you know, how do you go from the idea to actually making it happen? What are some of those steps? that you had to go to go through to get from idea to actual to actuality? Well, I'm going to answer it out of order, um, um, but I think I need to emphasize <laughs> on research because research wasn't the first thing we had to focus on. But and even now we're still researching, researching the way that we're doing our marketing, researching the way that we're getting the word out. Right? You're researching the way that we're, um, you know, um, laying out our, our, our formats of the way things looked and, uh, you know, the order of, of products coming out. Um, the website that we used, all those things had a lot to do with research, um, which is one of the mm -hmm. things that in our community is tough because um, outside of Black community, a lot of communities have someone to lean on and someone to mentor them. And so yeah. connecting with that mentorship, connecting with those opportunities is what we're trying to do a better job of, you know, and we've answered a lot of questions for others that are doing similar things. We know some of them are competitors, but, you know, we want people to um, be able to, to excel in this area because I do want my kids to walk into a library and not struggle to find black books or, you know, yeah. or, and, and it's almost to the point where I wish they weren't called black books. They should just be books that yeah. are including some of the most important people in the world, black folks, you know? So yeah. um, the other part of that answer that I would put on there too is motivation. Um, me and my wife specifically talking about the ABCs of HBCUs have different motivation for her. She's a, she's a graduate of Spelman. Um, she, okay. she grew up here in Oakland, so it ran along her lines to go to an HBCU. She was excited about okay. it. Um, my mother-in-law also went to an HBCU. Um, so, um, she went to Savannah state. So for my, my wife, it was a normal decision for me growing up. I went to a PWI, which is a predominantly white uh, institution. And I, and I had a great time at the schools that I went to, but I also know that I had an opportunity to go to some HBCUs, um, you know, I had as an option and I was told not to go that route. I was told you're really smart. You should wow. go to, you know, you should go to a school, you know, a real school, you know, and, and no. I didn't know wow. then. now <laughs> I'm insulted. Um, my first thought about it when I really realized it was anger, but then now I look back and go, oh my gosh, that person was so misinformed. They don't know that HBCUs yeah. are responsible for more than 50% of our doctors, more than 50% of our dentists, more than 50% of our lawyers and more than 80% of our black judges. And we're talking about only 107 schools are able to right. do that, you know? So um, people are misinformed and I'm, I'm gonna try to take the positive route and not be upset, but go, okay, so now it's part of our mission to get the word out, not just to Oakland, but to a smaller town like Salinas, you know? So bigger cities like Detroit, you know, um, like Memphis know about HBCUs, but we need to get the word out to black people everywhere in the U.S., um, and then there's small things that we learned that during the, the, the journey that were so exciting to me. Um, I didn't know there was a school in the U.S. Virgin Islands that was an HBCU. You know, um, I also didn't know that, um, you know, that there was an HBCU in California. 
you know, uh, so there's so many different things that um, were new to me that I want to make sure others know about as they're growing up so that people can look at this as a great option, you know, when they're looking at what schools for themselves or for their children to, to choose. Yeah, absolutely. And so you, you started out to how long has the uh, HBCU prep school been uh, in operation now? We just hit over a year, um, you know, so okay. um, it, 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 officially being a business about a year. Um, obviously, the, the dream has been around a little bit longer than that, but it developed, you know, and nurtured into what yeah. it is. Um, and so um, our first book came out right around, uh, I'll say September, October of last year is when we started pre-selling it. And um, right around this time is when we were first shipping it off. And we've learned and grown so much since then that it doesn't even seem like a yeah. year ago. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious about what are some of the, the great challenges that you face in the process of bringing this idea into fruition. So just talk a little bit about some of those. Yeah, yeah well, some of it right now is because now we're at, at, um, at a great sales potential. We're just now being looked at at, at larger uh, retailers and larger opportunities, but they weren't really um, listening for us. It was hard to get through the door at first um, mm-hmm. because that's one of the advantages of going with a publishing company. They already have those connections made. Um, but I will tell you that podcasts like this and, and, and um, smaller, you know, uh, media venues have helped us to grow. Uh, we've had a couple of great viral moments. Another product that we have are these really cool uh, flashcards that we have, you know, um, on our website and things like that have, have got us, made us to talk about, you know, around town. So uh, <laughs> around the nation. So more and more people are going, wait, I heard of that book. All right. I, I'm familiar with you guys. And we also know that um, our audience is going to really expand once we receive, um, once we release the ABCs of Black Wall Street. There's so much opportunity there, and it's an excellent yeah. book. I'm just really excited about it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So now I get to some of the uh, the questions I like to begin to ask. So you've gotten to this field, you've started your uh, your company, and you've learned uh, a lot of things along the way. All right. Knowing what you know now, if you can go back and talk to yourself at the beginning, what is some advice you would give yourself? Um, oh, that's a great question. I like that one. Um, <laughs> I, I would say the, the first thing I would say is um, there, there's there's going to it's going to only keep getting better. There were there were times where during the process, um, I might have been like nervous about am I doing this the right way or we, we handle this the best way, um, especially because. Although it's our company, this really is my wife's dream that I want to make sure that we're doing everything we can to, to, to make it successful. So this is another one of our children, you know, so we really want to make sure mm-hmm. we're doing everything we can to make the business successful. And so I do get nervous. I'm, I'm a perfectionist, you know, and in my corporate world, I, I was the same way. I wanted perfection in the corporate world and I wasn't going to demand any less of myself within this realm. Um, this is my first time being an entrepreneur. My wife has been an entrepreneur previously and had other businesses. So it was new for me. But I, that would be the first thing. And the second thing I think that I would say more than anything is um, talk about it immediately. I think that I, I have the tendency to want things to be perfect and ready to go before I start jumping out there. Um, but yeah. now I realize that people are looking at me like, why didn't you tell me about this? Let's talk. Let's get this going. Um, <laughs> people around me are dragging me around to other people. But wait, no, you need to talk to this person because they need to know about this. So these students need to know about this, um, you know, and those would be the two big things that I, I would say to myself now. Um, knowing what I know. And then I would just say, actually, let me just add one more. The third one would be um, just, just, just keep, keep thinking bigger, keep thinking bigger. Cause I think sometimes we limit ourselves by saying like, yeah. okay, you know, I'm small, I'm this, 
there is a, a lot of opportunity. You know, I'm always going to be fiscally responsible, but just keep thinking bigger about what you can do, um, because I think sometimes we put limits on ourselves. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, man. Uh, you're almost preaching to the choir here. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a we have a similar uh, mission, and you know, our podcast is in the process of growing. And, you know, some of those things are, you know, whenever I do these interviews, I'm always inspired by the uh, the guests and their stories. And uh, uh, this is definitely inspirational for what we're trying to do. But so now I'm, I'm thinking about forecasting. We're 10 years later. Where do you see the HBCU prep school? What What, what, is, what is your dream of how it looks 10 years from now? Wow. I um. I, I, I definitely uh, uh, see it a lot easier for people to get access to it. Um, so when you when you walk into that store, I'm gonna leave it blank so I don't uh, <laughs> change anything. Mm-hmm. But when you walk into that store, it's gonna be a lot easier <laughs> to see um, um, our display in the front. It's gonna be a lot easier to get to pick it up. Uh, you know, um, no matter where you are in the U.S., uh, you know, and to be able to grab a hold of it. I also see us. Um, a lot easier to get in other media. Um, we're going to be expanding. We're, we're not done. So we're we're just getting started. Um, and I'm yeah. definitely not limiting it, but I'm being vague on purpose because we got some great things in the work. Actually, this segues into one of the things I could tell you. Uh, we had so much fun, um, you know, creating um, the ABCs, the HBCU series that uh, we created a wrap. Uh, for our kids. And it's great. It's wow. not corny. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's <laughs> it's my my daughter and my son, um, my older son rapping and my, and my, my itty bitty five-year-old is doing a little Migos background. He's doing some ad libs in there. Um, <laughs> it was it was so great that we took them to the studio and recorded it. Then we decided that it was so, it, that that was so good that we wanted to do a video. So we went out, we found an HBCU grad from Howard. Uh, he was a videographer. Okay. And so we filmed a great video for it. Um, it's accessible right now on Fanbase, um, which is black owned, by the way, and also on YouTube. I want to say Fanbase first, but it's also on YouTube. Okay. And you can pull it up there to take a look at it. And so it'll show you an idea of, of the level that, that we're pushing for. My niece, my niece's two children are in there uh, as some of the actors. And um, there's just great imagery in there. And I don't want to give away too much, but uh, yeah. uh, there, there's a lot of imagery of Oprah in there. There's some imagery of... Um, of Booker T. There's just some great stuff in there. I'll leave it there. So please take yeah. a look at it. And okay. I'll and, and you'll be able yes, to pull up the link too with dripping stuff. Okay. Yes, indeed. Um, all right. So my next thing is, you know, we're going out to a broad audience. Our audience is growing. You have this platform. How can our audience support you in achieving um, what you would like to achieve within the next 10 years or so? What can they do tangibly? Yeah, the first thing is buy a book. Uh, so please go right onto our website, buy a book. We have an excellent Instagram, excellent YouTube base, excellent uh, fan base, uh, base, <laughs> you know, but um, that the first thing is to buy a book, follow us, uh, keep up with the 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 fun that we're having because we're, we're going to be unleashing much more coming out. Stickers are already available on the website, some other great products. And I would just say the other thing too is just please tell a friend. Um, we're doing something that's important. I, I'm really, really focused yeah. on buying black. Um, that's something that we've done in our household. We've looked at, um, regular things, things, you know, like, like, for example, um, you know, we switched our detergent, uh, to to somebody that's a black owned detergent. Um, you know, we're switching some of the simple things that aren't hurting us. I'm not spending more money. Right. I found a great product to replace another great product that we just used just because our parents used, 
it, you know? And so one of the things that we can do to our community is make sure that dollar is circulating better than it is. And I won't get into those numbers to bore you with that, but they're not great. So um, that's a big part of it. And then important for us is to come take a look at our website, hbcuprepschool.com. That's where you can find us. We're also on fan base. Um, um, HBCU Prep School is our Instagram handle. Um, My wife does some fun, creative stuff there. But yeah, so we're easy to find. Yeah. All right. Good. You got all that in. I was going to have you drop those, uh, (laughs) that that website and uh, all of that, but you did that. All right. So then let's get to uh, some of the fun stuff that we like to do. All right. The last and final question, most important question that we like to ask here at Dripping in Black. Uh, I will set that up in a second. Mm-hmm. But I want to ask you this question, and this may help with the uh, the way we close out the episode. Who are, if you have anybody in our vast African-American history, and I know I'm putting you on the spot, so I'm going to give you a little time. Somebody in our vast African-American history who has influenced you, who would be that person or those persons? Oh, that's that, that's a great one. It's it's hard to minimize that to just a few. Um, I, mm-hmm. I, I'm a I'm a trendsetter. Uh, I'm somebody who who's um, up for doing something different. So one of the people I would say immediately is Deion Sanders. I think what he's doing okay. is excellent. Um, he's setting okay. the pace. And I know they're trying to pull him away to some other coaching jobs. But what he's doing right now for Jackson State is not just for yeah. that school. It's for the culture. It's for our people. Yeah. Um, and it's huge. And I just want to be clear, he can make more money in other ways, but he's choosing to do what he's doing for that school and coaching that school. So that's something that's big for me, too. Um, You know, and and, and I, you know, my my kids would be upset with me if I didn't say one of my favorites. Um, You know, we're we're big Black Panther families. So rest in peace, Chadwick Roseman. I think that's another one that that we're looking at going, wow, you know what you've done. You've been a trendsetter. Um, for for yeah. us that's out here um, in his acting field and, and um, the way that he carried himself and moved forward. So those are some of the things that I, I talk about with my children and, and teach them. And those, yeah. those are strong role models that I talk about. And I would say the third one I would really look at, you know, more than anybody else in that, I'm a big Bo Jackson fan. Um, I felt like Bo Jackson okay. was somebody who could go out there and, and do a little bit of everything um, because of the way he took care of himself, because he prepared himself and mentally he took his God-given talent and put it to work, you know, and that's all I try to do. You know, um, there's certain things I would love to do, but they're not where my skill set is. I like to take my skill set and put it to work and make it happen. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. Thanks for indulging me with that. I know that was kind of an on the spot question. Love it's a it. tough one. All right. But the, the most important question that we ask of our podcast and all of our guests is this one. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> have you ever been on the cover of a magazine not yet that's what we're looking for you know so (laughs) so, uh we're almost at that stage you feel like we're like we're ready to get on some magazine covers so okay well we aim to please here at dripping in black and so you have made it to the dripping in black cover nice Uh, my (laughs) producer will uh put your your uh Uh Aha. To cover up for you. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I see you, HBC, ABCs. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We will mock that up. That's actually going to be a parting gift for you. We print that out. We love it. And send it it out to you. And then we uh, 
you know, we place people on our wall of fame in the back as well. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Well, that, that'll be our, our first one. Hope there'll be even more afterwards, but this will be our first one. <laughs> yeah, we, we love being the first because it's nothing like the first time, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. So that's our thank you for coming out. And so we're going to say thanks again to Brian Walker for joining us. Brian Walker of the HBCU Prep School uh, Publishing Business, right? Yes, sir. That's us. Uh, right. we're, we're in stores now online. <laughs> Thanks again for joining us. We ask the audience to hang on as we finish out this episode, as always, with our final segment, The Last Drip. But thanks again to Brian Walker. Thank you. Up next, The Last Drip. But first, a message from Anchor. A dripping in black thanks to Brian Walker for joining us, and we wish him much success in the future with his publishing company, HBCU Prep School. However, we have reached the final segment in our podcast called The Last Drip. The Last Drip is the last opportunity for us to squeeze in a bit more of black excellence for you. In this final segment, we highlight a common thread between our guests and our vast and rich African American history. For this episode, we highlight the legacy of the great John H. Johnson. Born in January 1918 in Arkansas City, Arkansas, Johnson moved to Chicago in 1932. And after graduating from high school, he got a job with the Supreme Life Insurance Company. Johnson's job of clipping magazine and newspaper articles sparked his idea to create and publish a magazine of his own. In 1942, with a $500 loan and $6,000 raised through subscriptions, Johnson launched the Negro Digest Publishing Company, which is now Johnson Publishing Company. His first publication was Negro Digest, which remained in circulation until the 1970s. In 1945, Johnson launched Ebony Magazine, which still focuses primarily on the African-American community, its culture, and our achievements. In 1951, Johnson Publishing expanded again with the creation of JET, a weekly magazine that celebrated African-American entertainers and public figures. Johnson overcame obstacles in funding, advertising, and overt racism while expanding his empire to include fashion fairs, cosmetics, insurance, and also producing television specials. In 1982, Johnson became the first African-American to appear on the Forbes list of wealthiest Americans. In 1996, President Bill Clinton awarded Johnson the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Along with his success in business, Johnson used his platform and influence to support the civil rights movement of the 50s and 60s for his creativity, ingenuity, and the trail that he blazed in providing positive depictions of Blacks in media is this episode's last strip. For much more on John H. Johnson, check out thehistorymakers.org, blackpast.org, referenceforbusiness.com, thefamouspeople.com. My thanks to all of these websites for the knowledge. And there's much more to be told about John H. Johnson than uh, I can possibly chronicle here. So go on and check out those websites. He also has his own uh, autobiography that he wrote of his own story. So check him out. A huge person with regards to black media 
and the portrayal of Blacks in our country. The Dripping in Black podcast can be found on most popular podcast platforms for its audio, and you can find our video version on the DIBK channel on YouTube. Remember to subscribe, comment, like, share, and to tell a friend to tell a friend. Also, you can like us and follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at DIBK20. My thanks to all of our listeners, viewers, supporters, and subscribers. And until next time, be kind, be loving, and be excellent on purpose. It is a choice. You have just experienced a Dripping in Black production.